Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. For this week's episode, we are going to be doing another Am I the A-Hole Reddit review. So, the last one we did of this was all the way back in April, so it's been quite a few months. So, do you want to explain what it is in case someone's new? So, if you haven't been listening to our podcast for a while, me and Sierra like to go explore some popular subreddits. So, we do episodes where we go to the Unpopular Opinions Reddit and we'll look at people's unpopular opinions and see if we agree with them or not. And another one that we like to explore a lot is Am I the A-Hole? So people will explain a specific scenario or situation that they're experiencing, and they ask people kind of like to make a judgment call on whether they were in the right or in the wrong. And so me and Sarah will be kind of playing that role, and you guys can also um, like think about what you would think in this scenario too. And when we post on our Instagram, you can... Go write your thoughts if you would like in the comments. So I love doing these because sometimes you'll read the title of what they're saying and you like have this gut reaction of like, well, of course you're right or of course you're wrong. And then you read the scenario and you're like, actually, it's a little bit um, harder than I would think. Yeah. So uh, we have quite a few. I have like more than seven, but we'll kind of see how much we I get through. I have six or seven pulled up. And honestly, I think you guys that this could potentially be like the best ones I've pulled up on any of these episodes because like, wow, people have some long like detailed yeah situation I did try and read through most of these beforehand because sometimes we'd pull these up and then like I'd only looked at the headline and I was like hold on I'm like reading this as I'm trying to make a judgment call so should have some better background this time but before we get into the bulk of this episode it's time for our weekly spotlight so Megan you want to go first sure my weekly spotlight is that our class got canceled on Friday and so we only have one class on Friday grad school that would happen we only have one class on Friday and it's only two hours um, and I don't know why it was canceled, but it was. So it was just kind of like early start to our weekend. It was a beautiful day. We still had to go to campus because, wow, we are getting hit hard next week, you guys. It's actually, so we have two exams next week. And then the week after that, we have like three, three exams, but one of them is like a practical. So it's like not as intense as like an actual exam. And then like we have at least one exam. I think it honestly is just usually like one exam and not more than that, but all the way up until Thanksgiving break or like the week before. Yeah. So So I need to shift my mindset because normally I have the mindset where it's like I have like this end of the tunnel and I'm like, okay, now I can take a break. I need to shift that because I have an exam every week, so I can't just be like Thanksgiving break is like my end of the tunnel. So yeah, just taking it week by week. It kind of helps with like the pandemic right now. Like I don't feel like I'm missing out on a lot. Yeah, that's true. I'm like, I don't have anything better to do than to study. So like Not that I, like, have to spend my whole day studying, but I just feel like I don't feel, like, horrible about it. So it hasn't been, like, the worst thing ever. Although I'm definitely still, like, working on, like, clearly I don't have to be getting, like, 100% on all my exams anymore. So Mm -hmm. That's something that I have to work on, too, because I've been so used to an undergrad being, like, I have to get an A, I have to get an A, I have to get an A. And obviously I want to do well, but, like, I literally do not have to do anything more than pass to get, like, the same result as everyone else, which is ultimately my degree. So just shifting my mindset to be, like, do enough to, like, get where you want to be, but then, like, don't overexert yourself, I guess, because yeah. you have other things you need to focus on as well besides school. So it's still a work in progress, but we're figuring it out. My weekly spotlight is that I had my first clinical on Friday, and I think it went really well. So this semester, we each have three clinicals that we have to go to on Fridays, and it's just a half day, so about four hours. And I was a little bit nervous because, like, I didn't know what to expect, but I think that it went really well, and I got to do a few things and help out just a little bit, so... I'm happy with that. My first clinical is next Friday, which, great, it's, like, literally in the middle of... We have one of our exams, our anatomy exam, which is, like, two parts because it's practical, and then, like, the written exam. 
So we have that on Thursday. And then Friday morning, I have to go to my clinical. And then at like 1.30 to 3.30, we have our um, case analysis pathology exam. So it's just going to be a day. And then like a the day weekend and then the Monday is our kinesiology exam. So that'll just be a whole time. Um, anyway, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, you start because you said you have a lot. All right. So this one, I won't even say like my initial thoughts. I'll just read it a little bit. And I'm going to try and skim through because it's kind of long. So am I a hill for taking a break after work? So she says, my boyfriend and I live together. They're both 23. Uh, he's trying to become a streamer and influencer, so he puts a ton of effort into it. He dropped out of college, left his job, and he's working on doing as much as possible so he can, so he can build his fans. Uh, he doesn't really make any money yet with it, so but he says it's coming soon. In the meantime, I'm the only, only one working and paying bills. Uh, and then she also says build, for building his community, he has to like live the part, and so they have like an expensive apartment, and he's leasing two cars. And she works at a hospital, and... He said, or she said, so on Mondays and Thursdays, I basically leave the house at 6.15 and walk to the hospital to work from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Then I walk over to the restaurant and work 5.30 to 1 a.m. when they close. Then I walk home and usually get home around 1.45-ish on Fridays and Saturdays. Those are my long days because I'll leave at 6 a.m., work from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., and then work 7.30 to 3 a.m. at the restaurant and get home around 3.45. And then she said, with all this, I'm just barely making enough to pay the bills. Um, And then she said, her BF got really mad at her the other day because he'd been streaming all day and he... Uh, didn't have any food because she didn't make anything for him uh, before she left for work. And he was also cleaning about how the apartment was a mess. And he can't, like, stream when the apartment's a mess because it looks bad. And basically she's asking, is she the a-hole for, like, wanting to take a break when she gets home? So I don't like this girl's boyfriend. Bless her heart. Because why are you with this she guy? She is giving, giving, giving. And the, like, how much does she sleep? Like, this girl literally works. I have to look at this again. From 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. for one job. That's 12 hours on its own. And then she goes and works from 7.30 to 3 a.m. Like, that's four hours that she's not working. So, is she okay, first of all? And, like, okay, here's the thing. Here's why the boyfriend bothers me. I'm all about, like, following your dreams. That's what I was... Doing that stuff. However, you have to be able to support yourself while you're working towards that. You can't just, like, quit everything, drop out of college, not work, and say... I'm going to, like, stream and build That's this That's what up. I was going to say. And, like, I know it. the issue with that is that streaming has to be, like, a lot of hours in the day to build up an audience, but, like, you have to have a give and take and not solely rely on your girlfriend to be doing everything for you. And then on top of that, getting mad when she doesn't cook for you or clean for you, like, what do you want her to do? She has four hours to, like, do everything besides work. Like, it seems to me, clearly she has made, like, use of all her hours in the day, and I don't know how often this guy is streaming, and, like, I don't even think streaming or being an influencer or whatever you want to call it, like... I wouldn't say that that's not worth it. Like, people that do make it big, like, they can have, like, a lot of success. But also, like, if you're starting small and she just said he's making relatively no money, like, how are you going to say that you can guarantee, like, it's all going to be worth it? And then, like, the whole, like, playing the part thing I thought also was just weird and, like, a red flag. Like, like if you have to have a nice apartment. He's clearly irresponsible with money and you don't want to be with this guy long-term financially. Um, I also saw, like, a lot of people are saying, obviously, she's not the a-hole and, like, to dump him and stuff. And I'm seeing her comment also says, This last week, I'm scheduled 128 hours between all of my jobs, and that doesn't include walking time to get to either. Like, no. girl, are you okay? My God. Definitely, girl, if you're listening to this, which I doubt it, break up with him because you literally could do so much better. And also, you wouldn't have to work as much if you didn't have to support you and him at the expensive place that you're renting at. Like, that would be so draining. She so. has to feel... 
exhausted, to say the least. All right. That okay. was that one. I hope you guys all agree with that. I think there's no way to spin any other direction. All right. Am I the a-hole for not wanting my sister-in-law to name her baby after my son? So it says, I, female 33, lost my son, Tom, eight months ago to sudden infant death syndrome. Aww. It was horrible and so devastating. My life got completely ruined, and it's been a mess since the day my baby was taken away from me. I've been distancing myself from family, so I didn't know what was going on in their lives and haven't found out that my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, was pregnant until he came to visit me after their appointment to the doctor's office to reveal the baby gender, and he told me that they were expecting a baby boy. I was so happy for him. He told me that his wife suggested naming their son after my son as a way to honor him. I was taken aback. I felt uncomfortable and asked if they were considering other names. He said yes, but my sister-in-law was insisting on Tom, and my mom strongly agrees with her. Um, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit just because they have a lot of information. Um, but she says that her relationship with her sister-in-law is, like, not the best, and she thinks that her sister-in-law is almost, like, trying to spite her by naming their mm-hmm. son after her um, son that passed away. And so they were all at dinner, and they're their mom. So she, they were at her mom's house, and her sister-in-law kept referring to her baby as our Tom in front of me and my husband. Her husband got really upset, and his face was red. And when she did it again, this woman that is writing this spoke up and was, like, asking her if she could consider any other name because it was clearly just like sensitive for them so the sister-in-law lashed out and was saying that they should get over themselves and that they were being pathetic for saying this um basically the mom ended up staying on the sister-in-law's side and they ended up leaving super mad and like now her husband's saying that like he doesn't want to see them like again and it's like yeah so that's the situation tough situation originally i was going to say like you know oh like you're not the a-hole i don't think she is anyway but at first, when she was talking about it, I thought she was making it sound like her sister-in-law was, like, trying to be, like, you know, honoring about it. And, like, I think now she, like, by the end of the story was saying, like, that's kind of, like, the front she's putting up. But she doesn't think she's, like, actually doing it to honor him. The unfortunate truth is, like, you can't make them not name their baby that. But I don't think that you're the a-hole for asking them not to because, like, clearly it is a very sensitive topic. And, like, if it was, like, any other circumstance where someone was trying to honor your kid, like, they would clearly be doing that because they thought it would make you happy. Yeah. And, like, this isn't the case if, like, you're literally asking them to not do that. And they're like, no, like, we're doing it. Yeah. So I they clearly don't have your interests against. at heart. Mm-hmm. But like you said, they do not control who names their babies what. So it just kind of is unfortunate that the sister-in-law is being so petty for whatever reason to not consider any other name. All right, next one. Okay, am I the a-hole for making my 16-year-old niece share a bedroom with my four-year-old son? So, some background, just to give you guys a full picture. Two years ago, my late brother's ex got in trouble, uh, so my wife and I took her daughter, took in her daughter Allison. We put our son Alex in our son. Wow, we put our son Alex in our other son Nate's room so Allison could have a bedroom to herself. Three months ago, the ceiling below Allison's bedroom started to leak. When I got up to her room, I saw that the leak was coming from the wall behind the shower in her bathroom. It was clear it had been leaking for a while because the wall and the carpeting was all messed up. It was also clear that that instead of telling us, she had been trying to hide it because the surrounding area was covered in old musty towels. Uh, We moved all her stuff to the garage, and eventually they they got everything fixed up. Now it's finally all back together. Um, We don't want to move Allison's... We don't want Allison moving back into it. I'd rather have Nate move into it. At 11 years old, he's already more responsible than Allison. He even helped us fix it, uh, even though it wasn't his fault. Plus, we hardly ever have to remind him to clean up after himself or do other chores. Allison is, of course, very unhappy, and the idea of it means that she'll have to share a room with Alex being four years old. My wife and I go in and out of his room anyway. 
a lot, so we thought it would be a good idea so we could keep an eye on things. She doesn't like it because she feels like she won't have any privacy. Allison also told her mom about this, and I got an angry phone call from her. She can't believe that I made her work most of the summer doing manual labor only for my son to benefit from it. Blah, blah, blah. All of that is kind of like the scenario. Um, so why is she with her mom? Because I think, uh, she got into legal trouble. Okay. So, clearly, like, I don't know how, like, if this is more of, like, a behavioral thing, but, like, and I, see, I understand they're trying to, like, reward their son by, like, he gets his own room, but I feel like the simple solution would be, like, move your other son into that new room as well. Like, I don't know, I feel like the age differential. Yeah, that's a good idea. Why don't they do that? <laughs> like, I'm just, like, that was, like, the whole thing. I was, like, why don't they do that? Unless they're trying to reward their 11-year-old, like, he gets his own room. But I'm just, like... Okay, at 11 years old, right, like, you don't freaking need your own like, room. Like, it's a behave. Even if it's a behavior I kinda, like, thing for I even her. rolled my eyes at him being, like, my son's so, like, mature and responsible. He, like, helped fix it. Like, what he helped fix? He's 11. Not He's to say, like, there. 11-year-olds can't do anything, but, like, <laughs> I know at 11, I wasn't, like... Like, there's just... What did he do to help out? I also just think, like, this girl has clearly been through a lot, and even if she does have behavioral issues, like, that could very well be rooted in the fact that one of her parents has died, and, like, the other one, like, she literally got taken away from. And so, I would say to, like, keep that in mind. You can't just ignore all those things that could be contributing to her, like, acting out. Or just, like, maybe she didn't want to, like, get in trouble for having, like, you know, that corner of her room, like, get water damage. Because that's not technically her fault. The only issue is she wasn't saying anything. Yeah. And also just, like, I do think 16-year-old girls need privacy and shouldn't be forced to share a room with a 4-year-old. Yeah. So, I mean, again, we don't know, like, the person, so it's hard to judge, like, if they want to just keep an eye on her. But they could do that anyways. Like, you could literally have the 11- and 4-year-old share a room, share the room that you just fixed up, if you don't want her to have that room anymore. And then, like, you could have, if you want to keep an eye on her, you could still have, like, some sort of open-door policy or hey, we can, like, you know, check your phone when we want, like, stuff like that if your goal is to try and, like, keep an eye on her behavior. Like, a four-year-old's not going to do that for you. While still, like, giving her her privacy because I just think that at that age, like, you need to have your own room if possible. So. I agree. Okay, here's my next one. It's kind of shorter. So, am I the a-hole friend? Or, okay, friend is always late, so we give her an earlier time. She actually showed up on time and is mad. So our friend Isabel is usually one to two hours late to anything we do. She's unorganized and spends an excessive amount of time getting ready, which she tries to do last minute. We got got sick of waiting one to two hours every time we go out, so we'd started telling her to show up at 4 when we were actually meeting at 5.30. We did this like three times, and she was usually still 10 minutes late. Well, here's the problem. We were meeting up last night. We told her 6.30, and we were actually meeting at 7.45. She showed up 25 minutes early and is mad that they did this. She found out that they were giving her the wrong times intentionally, and she says that she felt betrayed. I told her it's her own fault for being hours late consistently, and it was the only way to get her on time. This is interesting, because I feel like we all know people in our lives where it's just like, we should just tell them a different time because they're always late. Um, so I like that they actually put that into practice and saw how, to work, saw how it worked out. I do, I will say that they're not the a-hole because, like, it's one. Honestly, no harm, no foul. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Like, she showed up early, kind of like, so what? Maybe it's a little embarrassing for her, but... Maybe it's a wake-up call. Yeah, it could say, be. We'll start telling you the right time now, but you actually need to show up. Yeah, I think that's, like, definitely, like, the way to move on from this and say, like, okay, you got insulted that we were telling you the wrong time. However, know that we only did that because we wanted to all be together at the same time. We wanted to have your, like, presence here for, like, as long as yeah. possible, so we really just wanted to enjoy your company. 
And so I just think using that as a wake-up call for her to say, okay, I know if I want to be told the right time, I have to actually, like, show up at the right time. Otherwise, if she starts showing up late, it's just gonna, like, prove their point again and say, like, oh, we should have just told her the time two hours before. So, like, I feel bad for that one instance. Not really, but, like, I guess kind of. But I think in the grand scheme of things, you guys just did something that you thought would, like, be better for everyone. And, like, you wouldn't have to change her lifestyle because she'd still be like, oh, I'm, like, doing my two hours late thing. Um, and you guys would get the benefit of just all being together at the same time. So I think that your intentions were, like, in the right place. And you just wanted to, like, make it so everyone showed up at the same time. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it didn't work out one time. Yeah. But, yeah, I would say not the a-hole. What are, what are people saying on that? Um, a lot of people are saying not the a-hole. Although some people are also saying that it could be a symptom of either ADHD or anxiety. Hmm. Like, could be. Social anxiety making it hard for you to, like, leave at, like, an appropriate time to get there, but this is just, like, people having, like, their own guesses and yeah. stuff like that, so I don't really know. All right, on to the next one. This one's kind of, like, a lighthearted one, but it's kind of interesting. Am I the a-hole for quote-unquote gaslighting my wife? So, first of all, this is pretty, uh, this is a really petty story, so um, expect some really action-filled story, okay? Um, he said that his wife is really high risk, so during this whole pandemic, they haven't really done anything, um, and they've even, like, not really done any local takeaway restaurants because they don't want to risk anything. Then he said, since this is his wife birth- wife's birthday coming up, he wanted to do something special. And since they know one of, like, the chefs at one of the restaurants, the chef, like, taught him how to make one of, like, the meals that they you that they usually get there. And he was practicing. I'm like, where is he practicing? Uh, he'd been practicing for a few days while she worked in her office, which was a shed far, far away from the house so he could keep it a surprise. And then one mistake that he made was that, like, you could still smell him, like, after he was done cooking. So she would come in and say, like, you, like, really smell, like, the food that we have at this restaurant or whatever. And then he would just say, like, oh, you must really, like, be missing or something. Like, that. And then, like, when she finally, like, got the food for her birthday, <laughs> she was like, you were kind of gaslighting me <laughs> by, like, making me think that I was, like, crazy. smelling things. So he was just saying, um, I insist... Or, I'm trying to say, like, how he worded it, because it was kind of funny. Um, I told her I wasn't really gaslighting her, because it was a good surprise. Um, she's still insisting I gaslit her, and that I'm kind of an a-hole, and my sister says I should have just been honest from the start, and not made a surprise of it, but I thought I was doing something good. So, what do you think? I think it's fine. I'm sure, like, his wife probably wasn't even, like, genuinely yeah. upset. It seems like it's just... He it's like, is wants, it technically like, gaslighting? Probably, because I guess, like, the definition, I guess you would say, like, manipulation to make someone, like, question... Like, their sanity yeah. a little bit. And so he's like, no, you're not smelling that. And she's it's like, I'm pretty sure harmless. I am. I agree. I think it's harmless. And, again, and I also think that your surprised. wife probably, like, didn't care either. But she was kind of like, you gotta gas gaslit me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, like, when she was, like, thinking about it, she's like, no, I'm pretty sure I smell that. Like, I don't think I'm just making that up. So I'm sure she was just, like, saying that to, like, compensate for her, Especially like, feeling like, a little bit crazy. You know, clearly, like, the root of that is, like, not, like, damaging or harmful. Just, like... What could be the worst thing, even if, like, he does actually smell, like, the food versus, like, it's usually used in, like, I don't know if someone's, like, cheating in a relationship and, like, that's, like, bad from the start. Mm -hmm. If you smell, like, your favorite food from a restaurant, like, whatever. Yeah, I agree. Okay, here's my next one. This is long. I'm honestly probably going to read it, but go for it. So, am I the a-hole? My sister is very ill and asked me to take custody of her kids. When she passes away, I said no. So, I feel like backstory is key here, so I'll try to be as in-depth as possible um, within the letter remit. I'm 28, and she is 34. Me and my sister grew up in a bad family. Our dad was also, 
was all right, but also an alcoholic. Unfortunately, he died when I was eight, and our mom was straight up abusive. Our quality of life, more or less, went from crappy but manageable to horrid. What was even worse for me was my sister having, or my sister leaving a year later to live with her boyfriend, leaving me alone with my mom. The next years, I won't go in depth, but I ended up being taken by child services at 13 and put into foster care until I was 18. I more or less decided to go to move on. I forgot about my past and family decided not to seek them out or speak to them again. Got a job, put myself through through college. I ended up graduating at 24 and have since been doing extremely well for myself. Just to be clear, during all this, my sister never once reached out to me. Either that was until, either that was until three months ago when I got a long message on social media. No apologies, no discussion of the past. Just a long message about how she was sick and needed her brother right now. I wanted to ignore it, but my girlfriend convinced me to go see her. It was awkward. She has four kids, no husband or boyfriend in sight. And I don't think she has any friends either. She reminded me of our mother. All she did was talk about herself. Regardless, I felt bad, so I visited her a few more times, up until last week, that is. She told me she had gotten her affairs in order, and she put me as her person she wanted her kids to go to. I immediately told her that was not happening, and that she should reach out to their father or um, someone else. She cried, saying that they were not in the picture, and begged me. I held firm, and it ended up leaving. Uh, that's when she started screaming at me. I haven't spoke to her since, but have received long messages, switching from cursing me out and begging me to take them. I feel terrible. I could technically give these kids a good life, and I'd essentially put them through what I went through if I don't, but I do not want to give up my life and what I have built for the sake of a woman I barely know and kids I know even less. Wow. That's a tough one. I think that my gut reaction is that you are not the a-hole for not wanting to change your life at the drop of a hat for someone, like you said, you don't really know. And, like, four kids is a lot and a big responsibility. Yeah. You don't know these kids, and you don't know how, like, they would take to you or being raised by you. I think I think it takes a specific kind of person to, like, be able to undertake this kind of life-changing situation, like, easily and also, like, decisively, which is why I also do agree that you're not being the a-hole. Um, like, that's a big, big step. And, honestly, and like, of course you're I empathize not necessarily with- the first person they should be calling yeah even if like I empathize with the mother and like I don't really think it's fair to say like she's like they're out of the picture and it's like you were out of the picture you hadn't communicated with her in like what since you were eight or whatever I don't know if that was like the full time that they hadn't communicated but like you were also out of the picture so like why'd she reach out to you as opposed to like anyone else who has more reason to be in those kids lives Mm -hmm. and like you're literally a stranger to them like you would literally be a stranger taking them in and like you don't know them either but it's tough because then if she doesn't have anyone else to give them to, like, they will get taken by, like, Child Protective Services and put into foster care probably and then potentially separated. So it's like, you wouldn't want that to happen. <sighs> I don't think I have, like, a right or wrong, like, morally answer. Like, I don't even know that it was morally correct answer for what you should do in this situation. But do I think you're wrong for what you want to do? No. I'm going to look at some of the other people. First one says, not the a-hole being blood-related doesn't mean they're always family. You're not entitled to do everything. Um, next one says, not the a-hole. Let's see. I think that's what most people are saying. So, yeah. All right. On to this one. I actually, like, I don't know if you'll have, like, an easy answer for this one, but I feel like I was, like, a little more conflicted than what some of the responses were saying. Would I be the a-hole if I asked to take a high chair for my baby? This is a bit of an odd situation. The other day, I went to a cafe with my one-year-old, hoping to sit and enjoy a coffee while he is snack in a high chair for a bit. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I rarely get a moment of peace. 
The cafe has two high chairs, which turned out to be in use by one woman. She had reborn dolls in them. It was rather odd, and I felt sad for her because obviously I have no idea what her situation is and why she has these doll with dolls, which she cle- clearly treats like real children. I didn't say anything. I just struggled through my t- through with my toddler fighting to get out of his push chair. Um, it was far from a relaxing relaxing experience. But I'm under wondering if I saw this woman again. Should would I be a complete a hole to ask? If she could sacrifice one of the high chairs, I suspect the answer would be yes because I clearly don't know her situation, but they're just dolls and those high chairs are meant for children. So, would I be the a-hole? If you don't know what a reborn doll is, that's like typically something that someone will buy when they have some sort of miscarriage or something and they get dolls that look pretty realistic and they kind of like treat them like the... Did you say she was at a restaurant? A cafe. A cafe. I feel like... Kind of, but also, like, I feel like maybe, if anything, clearly the restaurant staff or cafe staff, like, allowed her to do that or, like, don't see an issue with it. So, therefore, like, I still think it's technically taken by whoever's using it. I'm not saying you couldn't, like, go up to ask, but you'd potentially, like, would be getting yourself into, like, a sensitive situation, like she said. Because, like, the woman brought the dolls out in public. Yeah. Like, so you just have to be, like, sensitive into how you're going to go about entering that situation, I mm-hmm. think. And if she was okay avoiding it the first time, like, I personally would just avoid it the next Same. time. I, if it was me, I would not say anything. Like, that would be the last, like, place that I would want to insert myself in because it's such, like, a sensitive topic. Like, I, the last thing I want to do is be like, hey, can I take that from you? Like, it's not a real baby, so, you know, I have a real baby. Could you give me one? Like, I would not do that at all. I think... Potentially, you could ask someone who works there, like, A, if they know her situation, because if she goes there with the dolls often, like, maybe they'd have a little bit more insight and would know, like, the sensitivity of the subject. B, be like, do you have any other high chairs, like, in the back or something? I don't Mm -hmm. know if they would, but it'd be, like, worth a shot. Um, But I was kind of surprised. Like, most of the comments were, like, easily, like, not the A, he'll go ask for a chair because, like, they're meant for real babies. But, I don't know, I feel like I just see, like, a sensitivity with this subject because, like... If you get, like, a reborn doll, I think, like, you have to have gone through, like, a pretty traumatic experience, and I wouldn't want to, like, do anything to, like, highlight the fact, like, oh, that's not a real baby, like, can I take a high chair mm-hmm. for my real baby? Yeah. I agree with that. Would it be the, the end of the world if she did go ask? No. Yeah. But would I? No. Okay. This is, like, one of the ones where it's, like, the headline is, like, what the heck? It makes okay. more sense once <laughs> I actually read it, but still it's kind of, like, unusual. Am I the a-hole for not agreeing to let my husband have a baby with another woman? Okay. So, I, 32-year-old female, am married to a great man um, who's 36. He was a sperm donor to his friend Miranda, 35, female, and her wife Vivian. And they have a sweet little boy, and he is a very involved quote-unquote uncle. This all started before I was in the picture, and when I first started dating James, I felt a little weird at times, but I grew to accept it because not all families are the same. Also, Miranda and Vivian are great. James and I have been married for a while and are trying for a baby. Because of the pandemic, we decided to not actively try again until next year. Recently, Miranda approached James about being a donor again. He said that he needed to think about it and consulted me. And to be honest, I told him I was uncomfortable with the idea. Like I said, Miranda and Vivian's son 
was already in the picture before I came around, so I know I needed to accept it or leave, but now that I am his wife and trying to conceive myself, I just don't think I can ever handle seeing another woman carry his baby. James understood my stance and suggested Miranda and Vivian find another donor or adopt. They refused, saying that they wanted their son to have a sibling that was related to him, and this time Vivian wanted to experience giving birth. James still refused, saying he couldn't do it again. He tried to take all the blame, but I guess they were able to put two and two together and started asking me why I was so against them having a bigger family. I explained my reasons, and they said that I was being unreasonable and how my lack of pregnancy wasn't their fault. Since Miranda and Vivian have restricted access to their son, um, and I know that it isn't that it's starting to take a toll on James and his family because their son is technically the only grandchild, I know that my reasons are purely selfish, but am I really in the wrong here? I have an easy response to this. You are not the a-hole because it is your husband, and it's also, like, he is fine with doing whatever you want to do. And, like, do I think, like, the situation of, like, him, like, being a sperm donor to him in the first place, like, was fine? Sure. I think it's totally fine. I also think it makes sense for them to ask if he would be willing to be a sperm donor again so that their, child, like, so that their children could be related. Like, I don't see a problem with them asking. But I think that they're overstepping their boundaries when he's saying no because, like, it is his sperm. He gets to decide if he wants to parent another child, even though it's, like, he wouldn't be the parent. But, like, he gets to decide if he wants to, like, help bring another child into the world. And they can't, like, guilt trip into that, guilt trip him into that by being like, well, we want them to be related. This is, like, an update she added at the end. When James first, don first donated, he was single and stated that he would be open to donating again in the future. But as far as, as, far as I'm aware, there was never an explicit agreement. And it's like, okay, times change. He can change his mind. Like, they didn't write a contract or anything. Yeah. Like, I think I understand everyone's points of view here, but I think, like, ultimately, it's, like, yours and James's, your husband's choice. And if you're saying no, like, that's it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you could always get a sperm donor who has, like, a similar... Don't they have, like, profiles of, like, what they look like? Get someone who's similar to James, and, like, you know, their kids will still look kind of similar. I don't think... I think they just wanted the genetic relatedness. Well, too bad. No one cares about genetics. <laughs> I understand, like, because there are, like... People, like, sometimes want, like, specific ways to go about having, like, their family. And... Like, obviously, going or asking a friend to be the sperm donor for their first son, like, with no exclusive agreement to, like, him doing that again, like, you're not necessarily going to, like, have a say versus, like, if you were so set on having, like, that be, like, the family you wanted, you could go to, like, a sperm bank and, like, say, okay, we might want donor a sperm donor for our first child and we would, like, keep him, have him on hand for a second one. Yeah. So, unfortunately, like Sierra said, like, I think it was great that he agreed to do it in the first place. I honestly think, like, him and his wife are handling it well. He clearly asked if she was okay with it. All she said was that she was uncomfortable with it, and he was, like, respected her enough to say, okay, I'll also decide, like, that I won't. Um, and I understand that they are also going to be, like, a little bit upset, but at the end of the day, I would say she's not being the a-hole. All right. Next one I have, am I the a-hole for writing some hurtful things in a journal that was never meant to be found? I'll kind of give, like, a brief summary of this. So, the um, posters, the 35-year-old female who's married to her husband who's 35, and he has a 13-year-old daughter. Uh, his first wife died seven years ago, and they were married two years ago. Uh, she said that she's never forced her stepdaughter, stepdaughter to call her mom or even her stepmom because she knows that she's, like, having a hard time grieving her mom still. And 
She said, when her husband's around, the stepdaughter ignores her, but when he's gone, she straight out yells at me and even once attacked me with a knife that ended with me having to get stitches. Oh my goodness. She said, I love my husband so much and I'm trying my best to get along with her. It just hurts me as she's a total sweetheart and such a good kid when she isn't around me. Um, but then like a psychopath <clears throat> when she is. I guess. Um, basically, I think like she's been writing this stuff in her journal, just like, you know, putting her thoughts and stuff down. And uh, her stepdaughter must have found it and then like brought it to her grandma so i think like her husband's mom and then her husband's mom like was sending it to people and like outing her journal entries i guess but she's wanting to know is she the a-hole for like writing those things like about her stepdaughter and all that stuff no your journals and diaries are a secret <clears throat> place i you agree can write that. whatever you want like if you aren't entitled to your own thoughts like what are you entitled to exactly like it sucks that she found it obviously especially like, if she read it about herself like Obviously, I'm not saying, like, your stepdaughter probably is not going to like you if you read that. Like, if I read something, like, someone wrote about me and they didn't like me, I'd be like, okay, but I don't like you either. But, like, to say, like, you're in the wrong for writing in the first place, I don't think so. Especially, like, it's one thing to think something, but it's another thing to, like, write it down and, like, put it into the universe. I feel like it's, like, therapeutic in a way to just, like, get it all out and, like, transfer it from your mind. And you can be like, okay, I put it somewhere. I can, like, forget about it and, mm-hmm. like, come back to this later if I need to. Um, yeah. and also just, like, feel bad that your, like, mother-in-law is just sending it to people. Like, that's a little Seems bit like petty. like there's some unhealthy relationships going on here. But then I also, I have to keep in mind that, like, if I was the grandma and I saw, like, my, like, someone write this yeah. about my granddaughter, I'd be like, who is this woman? Like, screw her. I don't like her. So, it's just interesting how, like, depending on who writes the, uh, post, that, like, can put you on their side a little bit, but... From what I'm reading, I would say you're entitled to your own opinion, and, like, clearly you have evidence that shows that maybe your stepdaughter has some issues with you, so I don't think, like, you're misreading situations or anything. Yeah. You did need stitches. Yeah. So, I think most of the people are saying not the a-hole. Journals are private. It's common decency. Yeah. Don't read a journal if you can't take the heat. (laughs) Is that what the saying is? Yeah. Okay. Am I the a-hole for refusing to apologize to her daughter for loving her mom more? I was confused by this because is this is a stepdaughter situation. Let me read. So I never knew this was a debated topic until recently, but I always assumed at least within a happy marriage, you love your spouse more. I have two daughters, and if I loved them more <laughs> than my wife, I think I'd be looking for a new wife because, in my opinion, that isn't natural. So first of all, I don't know what I said to her daughter when it seems like it's his daughter, too. Um, I never threw it in my kid's face, but my wife and I are always open with them that the marriage should come first and that we are each other's first priority. Neither of them seemed to have a problem with this until recently. My daughter is angry at me because she is married with two kids and loves her kids way more, which is fine, I guess. I couldn't stand to live this way, but I'm not going to force my priorities on her. She says I lied because everyone she knows loves their kids more, and I set her up for a false reality. Um, This is so funny. This is odd to me, honestly. I mean, I've always been in the camp of, like, I'm pretty sure most people love their kids more than their spouse. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to judge you, like, for what your experience is. I just think it's not strange. shared. That, like, it was, else. like, openly communicated to the kids, like, hey, by the way, I don't love like, you nearly as first. much as your, like, as your mom. Like, you are totally, like, second and third place. Like, I think, like, what I've heard more commonly referred to is, like, parents saying, like, <clears throat> we are putting ourselves as a priority for you guys. Well, I wouldn't even word it like that. It's just, like, don't forget about the relationship 
but like or like people be like we need to be good first like have a good relationship so that we can be good parents but like even that is usually with the mindset of like we care about the kids first and foremost and so like we want to be a good relationship for the kids and I just think it's so like it's so funny that his daughter literally had to like go and like get married and have kids herself and be like hold on I love these kids way more than my husband. Why are you lying to me? And he's like, um, I wasn't. I loved your mom way more than I love you guys. Yeah. That's so weird. Here's some responses. So first comment that I see is, I mean, I don't know what to say, but you put someone before your kids and it's a bunch of question marks. Me and my husband have been in love for a long time, but we both agree we love our daughter more. <laughs> it's a different type of love, but we still love her more and they're still using like, a bunch of question marks. Um, I didn't know there was people like you that put your marriage above kids and so openly at that. So I guess I see why she's upset. That is so weird. Like, it's weird that both him and his wife think that. Like, you think they have to, like, have talked that through beforehand because I feel like it's the natural thing to do to love your kids more. Not even, like, on purpose. Just, like, you're like, oh, I love this person more than I love my spouse. Yeah. Someone else is kind of saying, like, I don't think love more can be equated to put before, which is, like, kind of a different argument. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's a weird... But I feel uh, like you still use, like, I still feel like people, like, usually love their kids more than their spouse. Interesting. Okay. Any other comments on that one? Not really. Okay, next one. Would I be the a-hole if I didn't go to my daughter's gender reveal party? What's your initial thoughts? Hold on, reread that. I was, like, making sure there were no other comments. Would I be the a-hole if I didn't go to my daughter's gender reveal party? Um, initial thoughts. kind of like, yes. Okay. Trying to keep this short, my daughter's mother and I have been divorced for 16 years. Her mother and I don't have a great relationship, but I've seen worse. As my kids grew up, I always knew there would be events where I would have to see the ex and her family, and I accepted that. Graduations, weddings, etc., I've always been prepared to put on happy face, be polite, and know that the event was about the kid and not me or her. Needless to say, we've been very civil at both kids' graduations. My daughter is now pregnant and wants to have a gender reveal party. Of course, it's at her mom's house, and I'm fine with all of that. The weird part is my daughter has recently become friends with my ex-girlfriend of three years, whom I had broken up with about nine months ago. They didn't get along so well when we all lived together, but recently became close. My daughter insists on inviting my ex-GF to this party, so now I'm expected to go and fake nice to my ex-wife and ex-girlfriend. It all seems really weird, awkward AF, and frankly, I don't know what to do. I don't want to give my daughter an ultimatum and say either me or the ex-girlfriend. Honestly, I'd rather skip the whole thing. That way, all the girls can enjoy the party and I won't make it weird by being there. Also, my current girlfriend wants no part of any of this, but said she wants to go with me if I decided to. So, am I the a-hole if I skipped it all together? And for the record, I'm old school and think gender real parties are stupid and shouldn't happen anyway, especially in these COVID times. <laughs> well, if you don't want to go... Maybe to say you don't want to go because of COVID. Because I feel like it's your daughter's gender reveal party. Like, no matter who else she decides to invite, if you love your daughter and want to support her, like, you should go. Yeah. I think it's, like, the weirdest part for me is, like, why is she right? befriending your ex-girlfriend? That was That's the weirdest part to me, too. Like, not to say, like, you should do an ultimatum because you said you didn't want to do that. But I'd be like, look, if you want to invite her, like, I'd rather just not go. But, like, if she wasn't there, I'd be more willing to come. That is an ultimatum. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, like, maybe, like, laying it out there and not saying, like, maybe, like, how important of a friend is she to you? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? If it's, like, if she just, like, wanted to invite everyone, but, like, if her dad would be, like, I'd be more comfortable if she didn't come, she'd be, like, oh, okay, then she doesn't have to come. Like, I'm wondering how, you know, strict she is on, like, wanting the ex-girlfriend to come. Yeah. But, Especially because, like, did they just become BFFs after they broke up or what? 
Yeah, so I don't really understand that. But if you didn't want to go at all, I think you could get away with being like, hey, I don't really think we should get together during uh, COVID. And also, thank you for believing in it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since he has, like, a new girlfriend. I think that'd be, like... Just layers upon layers. Now he has his ex-wife, his ex-girlfriend, and then his, like, current girlfriend all in one place. Like, that would be no fun. I'd be like, this is awkward. Mm-hmm. Let me see what other people say. Um, not the a-hole, mainly because I wholeheartedly agree that gender reveal parties are stupid. Um, someone said, bring a fire extinguisher. <laughs> True. Um, people need to stop using explosives for gender reveal parties, please. Yeah, someone said, not the a-hole, just an awkward situation. <clears throat> yeah. All right. <laughs> someone said, just burn a couple of plants and say you're attending remotely. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Here's, I have two more, so hopefully, I don't know how we're doing on time, but hopefully it takes us We're at 40 minutes. Okay, am I the a-hole for suddenly telling my, or for rudely telling my sister-in-law that I'm not babysitting my own kid? So, my girlfriend gave birth to our daughter 10 months ago, and it's been a bunch of sleepless nights, dirty nappies, and a lot of stress, but nevertheless, she's my pride and joy. My girlfriend and I try to split baby duties in half as much as we can. She still does significantly more the work than me simply because she's a mom, and I wouldn't have it any other way. My girlfriend still has other obligations. She's a mom? Yeah. <laughs> um, my girlfriend still has other obligations to attend to, so the best way I think I can support her is by helping out. My girlfriend wanted to get her hair done at the salon, which meant I would have the baby for a few hours. Perfectly fine. I was doing some light shopping when I bumped into my sister-in-law. She was pretty stoked to see her niece, and then she told me that it was cute that my daughter and I were having a daddy's day. I thought it was cute. Then she asked basic questions like where my girlfriend was, how my girlfriend was, what my girlfriend was doing, etc. My sister-in-law, to make small talk, I presume, then asked how babysitting was going. And then I was confused. She elaborated by making assumptions about how I'm not used to spending time with my daughter alone. I corrected her assumptions, but then she started chuckling as if I was joking, so I rudely told her that I'm not babysitting my own kid because that would be absurd. I think she was taken aback by the harshness of my tone and kind of just walked away from the conversation. She then proceeded to text me, you didn't have to get so offended, over me asking you how babysitting was going. Um, my girlfriend is on my side, but my brother and my sister-in-law obviously aren't. I'd say easily not the a-hole because it's honestly like my biggest pet peeve, and this is like uh, both men and women, like, perpetuate this stereotype of, like, women being, like, the primary caregivers of children, so it's, like, when the dad or whoever is, like, taking care, it's, like, oh, they're babysitting, and it's, like, no, they're parenting, Parenting. like, they have just as much of a responsibility to take care of this child as the mom does, so no, he's not just, like, doing it, like, babysitting implies, like, it's, he's doing it, like, out of, like, the kindness of his heart or whatever, like, he's not obligated to. such a burden to him or, I don't know, something like that. Like, and it's, like, she is perpetuating, like, that stereotype on him, and so he's like, no, I'm not babysitting. This is, like, my child. You can't, you cannot babysit your own child. <laughs> babysitting is what you hire someone to do. So, I'd say he's not the a-hole. He probably was just, like, getting a little heated. annoyed with her. And, I mean, I don't think that she was trying to be intentionally rude. I just think that she's, like, continuing to perpetuate stereotypes that everyone like, in society Like, probably no one's already. being the a-hole here. Yeah. Just move on. But she should take this um, as a learning experience and not perpetuate that stereotype in the future. If she wants to grow. <laughs> okay. Am I the a-hole for choosing my mom before, mom before my fiancé? On Wednesday, which is also my birthday, I ended up going to the hospital because my appendix wasn't looking so hot. Due to corona, people are only allowed one visitor, and I told my fiancé that I thought it would be my meow. My, wow. <laughs> my meow. I thought it should be my mom because the surgery wasn't scheduled, and my mom knows my medical history better. 
My fiance was very upset about this and has been giving me the cold shoulder since. I just got out of the hospital yesterday afternoon and had my roommate come with me to come with me and my mom to pick up my car. This upset her more because she would normally be at work and I had already made the arrangements made the arrangements before I knew she was off. I'm trying to explain to her that I love her and just because I thought it would be my mom at this time doesn't mean that it won't be her in the future, but we need to know each other's medical history better. So, am I the a-hole? I feel like I understand where your fiance is coming from, but like as someone who uses their own mom as like a crutch whenever I need to do anything medical or adult related, I also understand like why you chose her as the person to be there. So, yeah. I don't think you're being the a-hole, but I do think, like you mentioned in your post already, like, we should uh, know more about each other's medical history and stuff like that so we can best help each other in those situations. Yeah, especially, like, because it was not a planned surgery, like, an appendectomy is, you know, your appendix burst and it's time to go. Um, but I totally understand, like, your fiancé wanting to be, like, we are supposed to be each other's number one and, like, I wanted to be there for you, which is, like, honestly, you should be happy that they felt that way because that means that they, like wanted to be, you know, your support system, but I don't know how, like, good of a support system they would have been if, they, like, the doctor was in there saying, you know, what's the medication, what's, like, have they had any surgeries in the past, and they'd be like, I don't know, like, I don't know their medical history that well, um, so I think that you provided a good plan by saying, hey, let's, like, learn each other's medical history so that, you know, in the future when one of us has a surgery or something, we can be each other's person that we take, and then I think that the second part is just, like, an, an unfortunate, like, accident of being like, sorry, I thought you were gonna be working, so I didn't think you'd be able to come get my car, so I think that's, like, just forget about that second part. But I don't think you're the a-hole. I just think, like, I understand both sides. Like, look, I, bumps happen on a daily basis. Learn from it. Make a new plan. And you started doing that. So then they'll get over it, and everything will be fine. Here's my last one. It is very lighthearted. It's written by a 13-year-old. So here we go. It has 11,000 votes. So. Okay. <laughs> this 13-year-old's like, oh, my God. This sounds worse than it is. This is lighthearted. Am I the a-hole for refusing to pay for my friend's pet even though I was responsible for its passing? <laughs> so I, 13-year-old female, I have a very bad fear of bugs. When I was little, before I was adopted, I was in a foster home that was infested with roaches, and now I just can't stand any bug. I can look at them, but I can't have them on me or I will have a panic attack. I know it sounds stupid, but I just can't explain the way it makes me feel. So I went over to my friend's house, 14-year-old female, for my birthday, and we had a sleepover. It was us and another girl. Um, now we're getting to playing two truths and a lie. If you don't know, that's when you have, or that's when you say two truths about yourself <laughs> and one lie, and the other people Thank guess you. which is the lie. So one of my truths was I am deathly afraid of bugs and I can't be near them. So we were done playing at like 2 a.m. and decided to go to bed. Well, what I didn't know is that me and Cassidy were going to, going to pull a prank on me. Cassidy had a pet praying mantis that I did not know about. So I was almost asleep when I felt like crawling on my leg. I had barely even opened my eyes, but it was ar- but I was already slapping at my leg and trying to scoot back. My friends put Cassidy's praying mantis on my leg, and it got crushed while I was trying to get away. <laughs> oh I went into a panic attack, and Cassidy's mom woke up and called my mom for me. I was still sobbing when my mom picked me up and we left. That was yesterday. Cassidy won't stop texting me and about paying for a replacement mantis. I told her I'm sorry, but she knew I had a fear of bugs, and I won't be... Pr- I won't be paying it for, but won't be paying crap for her mantis. Oh my she God. said I killed it and that it's my fault and I should pay the hundred dollars for the new praying mantis. I told her no way, but Cassidy and Mia have been texting and saying that I overreacted. So that is the Side situation. Note, I just experienced a praying mantis like a few weeks ago when we were um, back in Des Moines. We were in my dad's hot tub and I saw like this large bug flying and I screamed and like tried to, like, go to the off side of the hot tub. And, like, praying mantises are large. 
not I don't like them it like landed on the deck and was like by the light and I was just like the shadow was like being projected like onto the house <laughs> it was huge and I was just like I don't like this and also another pregnantist uh, story. Our first hockey football game that we went to in uh, 2016, there was like a praying mantis that was flying around and like it landed on someone's shoulder and they just like kept it. Like they were like, like protecting it. And I was like disgusted. I was like, do not let that thing get by me. <laughs> anyway, um, I would say not the a hole because one, they knew you had to you wow, they knew you had a fear of bugs. Two, you're asleep and you're not like thinking at all like when was, you're waking uh, up. Reflex. Like you can't. This reminds me of. I don't know if this is even exactly related, but when I first read it, this only makes sense if you saw the TikTok that I'm going to mention. But there was a TikTok where this guy... Oh, the shark thing? Yeah. I, <laughs> I saw it related. It works perfectly. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, there was a TikTok where um, they're in, like, they're out like, a beach, but they're walking on a dock that's, like, kind of, like, shallow, and there must be, like, a shark section or something. I don't know. I assume safe to swim with because someone else was in the water right yeah. there. Yeah, but still, like, you know, if, if you have a fear of sharks, sharks like, they you don't, don't care. want to be there. So she was just, like, having a fun time, like, um, and then her boyfriend thought it'd be hilarious to push her into the area where the sharks are, and she has a fear of sharks, so she starts freaking out, obviously, because she's afraid of sharks, and he's just laughing, and she's, like, immediately comes up from, like, the water and is, like, sobbing, and then... Trying to, like, grab the um, dock. Like, the two guys, like, pull her out, which... Also, can, like, might I add that she's freaking out so much that they pull her up? She's probably, like, scraping her legs, like, on the dock, like, oh, funny joke. Um, and, yeah, so that I was... I have to, like, talk about that TikTok for a second. One, I, the second I saw that, I was like, dump him. If yeah. you cannot... One, I That's not hate, I hate, I hate, I hate when someone pushes people into water without telling them. That is so dangerous. Like, no one do that ever. Don't push anyone in a pool. Don't push anyone drown. into a lake. Don't know if they can Don't swim. do that. Okay? This is for everyone listening. Do not push someone into a body of water, ever. I stand wholeheartedly by that. There's never a good time to do that. Second of all, like, if someone has an explicit fear, it's not funny to make fun of that fear. Even if you think it's, like, no big deal. Like, they're not going to get hurt by the sharks in, like, this little lake area or ocean. Like, clearly you know nothing's going to happen, but it is a fear that they have for a reason, and that doesn't matter to them. So, don't do that. And, like, also her boyfriend wasn't the first one to help her up. It was, like, two other people, and then he, like, came and he's like, oh, I'll help her up. And then he was just, like, forcibly hugging her. Yeah, I literally, like, pushing her and be like, get off me! She's just sobbing, like, he thinks he was, like, helping calm her down, but he's the one that, like, I know, like, he, like, literally, like, put in his, like, savior complex or whatever. He's like, don't worry, like, I'll protect you. Shut up. Ugh. I hated that video. And everyone in the comments was like, dump him, red flag. And I was like, I agree. Yeah. But back to this. Not the a-hole. It's a praying mantis, so it's, like, low-key, it's just a bug. And I don't think, like, you should be held, um, She's the one that put her praying mantis at risk. Yeah. So... All right, uh, this next one I kind of might just read the whole thing because I skimmed it, but, like, not enough to summarize. Am I the a-hole for leaving a date at a restaurant? I'm a 28 male, and I'm single. Now that COVID has settled down a bit in my area, I have cautiously started dating again. I use dating apps mostly and don't really meet girls until we've talked for a week or two. Uh, recently, I met up with a girl after we've been talking for a couple weeks and we had coffee. I thought we really hit it off, so we set up a date for a couple nights later for drinks. That went really well, too, so we set up a third date for dinner. We Seems decided like all is going well so far. We decided on a fairly casual restaurant where we could sit outside, and that wasn't too pricey. I arrived at the restaurant first and waited for her before getting a table. When we sat down, the men- she mentions that she forgot her wallet and asked if it was okay if I paid. We had paid for ourselves on our previous dates, but I didn't really think of anything. Uh, I didn't really think of any. Wow, I didn't really think anything of it, and I agreed. It's not like the place was very expensive, anyways. The first red flag was when she immediately started being rude to the waitress. We hadn't even been sitting for three minutes, and she made a comment about it quote taking long enough. 
When the waitress came to offer us water and get a drink order, I honestly thought she was making a joke uh, in poor taste because she hadn't behaved like this on our previous dates. She ordered a gin and tonic, and when it arrived, she took a sip and literally refused to believe it was gin and tonic. I asked to take a sip, and it was definitely a gin and tonic. She then <laughs> accused the waitress of giving her the wrong drink, to which the waitress apologized and offered to bring her a new one. I honestly wouldn't have been surprised if the waitress just brought back the same exact drink, but the second one was perfect according to my date. She then insisted on having an appetizer before, or because she was starving. Okay, I like apps. Let's do this. Then she ordered the most expensive entree on the menu, and a light bulb went off in my head. She ate half her entree and then decided that it wasn't good and asked for a new one. At this point, I had enough. I had enough and decided I needed to do something. I excused myself to the bathroom, found our waitress, explained that this girl sucked and I was leaving uh, but wanted to pay for my half of the bill. I also told her that if she told my date that she has no idea where I went, that I'd give her an extra $20 in addition to the tip. It took about 20 minutes before my phone started blowing up. Text messages flowed in asking where I was. Uh, then when reality sunk in for her, she started asking how she was supposed to pay for her meal with no money. I blocked her after I got home and told the story to my roommates. She agrees that the girl sucked and but thinks I was a jerk for leaving her like I did. Regardless of how horrible your date was being, you're the a-hole for leaving. I think. I think that I'm normally like a stickler with like, like do not leave someone in the middle of a date. Second of all, I feel like you could even like the better thing to do in that like situation. Man up and say like, don't order that. <laughs> no, man up and say I don't like you. I'm gonna leave. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're in a situation where you're not in danger, which is, like, I swear we've talked about that on the podcast before, where, like, that's the only exception, we think. Mm -hmm. Um, Clearly, he wasn't feeling that way. He was annoyed with his date. I think it's weirder, her, like, personality change, but, like, I can't talk about her personality change. I don't know what happened. Yeah. The other thing I can judge on, like, is him leaving, so that's what I'm judging him on. (laughs) Yeah, I think that the best choice probably would have been, like, Especially because, like, what is she supposed to do about paying call someone i guess to bring her money i guess maybe the restaurant takes venmo (laughs) um it looks like consensus for this one was and everyone sucks yeah otherwise it looks like people are saying not the a-hole but mostly everyone sucks all right that one's interesting one do you have any more no um i can see if i have any interesting ones uh, would I be the a-hole if I didn't return my friend's pet cat? Um, they took in their friend's cat before the pandemic because their friend was going traveling and, or for business. And I think they'd been gone for a few months because, yeah, for a few months. And then when she brought the cat over to drop him off, it was like 15 or 16 and it looked like in rough shape. It had matted fur, lots of clumps, watery eyes, overgrown toenails, or like nails, not toenails. <laughs> um, that quick like high heels, that's a fun little adjective. Um... And then, like, the cat was really shy and just, like, not really, like, a people cat. Uh, they said that it was driving insane, driving them insane, like, even though the vets, or not the vets, the groomers and stuff were closed. They, like, tried to, like, take care of it themselves and, like, clip its nails and cut its hair and stuff. Um, and they said, the owner is coming back next week and said she's excited for her to get her baby back. I haven't seen her in any pictures, or I haven't sent her any pictures. She never asked. But I believe she's had this cat for the whole 15 years, so I'm sure that she is really excited to get the cat back, but I don't want to give her back. I don't really want to keep her, uh, but she was in a terrible state that I worked very hard to revert. I haven't responded, but uh, the day that she's coming to pick her up is fast approaching. What should they do? If you're genuinely that concerned about the cat, then they should reach out to... Is it Animal Protective Services? Like, what's the animal equivalent? I don't know. They should reach out to whoever would be in charge of, like, animal welfare, because... 
otherwise, like, they have no place to, like, not give her the cat back. Yeah. I thought it was weird because, like, they were like, I don't want the cat. I just don't want to, like, give it back. But I would say, like, your best bet is saying, like, hey, maybe just, like, take a little bit better care of your cat. Like, I had to, like, clip their nails and, like, you know, give them a haircut Especially because not saying, like, any other, like, super big red flags. About- and, like, it's your friend, so you'd think that they would think, you know, at least somewhat highly of this person. Yeah. And expect that they would, like, be able to take care of a cat. So, I would just say, like, maybe bring up some constructive feedback, because clearly it seems like they care about the cat, but maybe just don't know how to take care of the cat. So, maybe say, like, I know you love them, but, like, maybe also give them a haircut. Yeah. And, like, they don't want the cat, so... It looks like they made an edit, and they said, thanks for the quick responses. I haven't made any moves to keep the cat, so I don't think my friend was aware I was even thinking of this, so the cat will be going back to her. All right. All right. Um, what time are we at? 56 minutes? I think we'll call it good there. I don't have any, like, other extremely interesting ones. Okay, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, we would really, really appreciate if you left a review on um, iTunes. Just, like, five stars would be great. <laughs> or whatever you're feeling. Just be honest. Um, if you are going to leave a review, let's listen five stars. Give us some constructive feedback. We'd love to get your vote up to five stars. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at according to you can follow our personal instagrams at megan underscore marie 32 and at sierra underscore joe we also have merch that's i think always linked in our bio on instagram usually that's pretty much it that's all we have all right we'll talk to you guys next thursday Bye. bye